listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio. Staying up late with you, it's Josh. Here's Joshy. Okay, I'm getting punchy. Been a long day. Been a good day. Tell you what, I became uh, an archetype of a stereotype today. Saturday evening, mowing the lawn on my riding lawnmower, and then listening to my headphones and what song should come on, but Bon Jovi. I feel like I have reached the pinnacle of suburbia right there. <laughs> and it was, hey, it was a good feeling. I was like, what's happened to me? What's going on, man? This is weird. It was, it was cool. So, anyways, ways, um, I had an interesting conversation today I wanted to share with you, and, and it brings up a really cool question. I was talking to uh, to this one of my buddies today, and he's in his 90s. And I said, hey, and he was, he's been all over the world. He lived in Alaska for a long time and raised a family up there. He's been over to Thailand, and he was born in Colorado. And man has really seen a lot of stuff, and he, he pays attention, and he he was telling me all these these stories, and every time I talk to him, I get a cool, cool story. Uh, his son is the guy who fixed the elevator cable in the Washington Monument, so I'm gonna brag on him whenever I'm showing friends around DC. I'm like, oh, I know the dad of the guy who fixed that. I mean, cool stuff. So I asked him today. I said, hey, uh, you know, who's the most influential person you've met? I think he. Well, there's a lot of different ways to take that question, and I think he took it as who's the the highest ranking person he met. And he said, "Oh," and he, I was expecting him to take a minute to think about that, but he said, "Oh, uh, General So and So." I didn't recognize the general's name, but he was the general's the commanding general of this air base up in Alaska, and the guy had gone to Japan, and this was in the late '70s. The guy had gone to Japan and bought a bunch of hi-fi equipment, and he came back. And it didn't work. The reel-to-reel tape deck wasn't working. So they called my buddy in to fix it. So he ended up, he took it apart. He figured out what was wrong with it. And one of his friends had a lathe. And they they machined another piece to go on it. And it all went together. It was around Christmas time. And the general wanted to pay him. But he said, no, 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 I, I got this. I just popped out of his head. So cool story. And great question. Who is the most influential person you've ever met? So it can be the most, you know, the highest ranking person or can be who's had the most influence on your life. Now, for the sake of discussion, let's let's eliminate parents from this because they've obviously had the most influence on our lives, right? Um, the next most influential people in your life. So I'm sipping my cup of tea and I got to thinking about this. And uh, there's two guys. One, this guy's name, um, unfortunately he's passed away, but his, and I never really got to thank him properly, but his name was Alan Watson. And I'll tell you about Alan some other time. So Alan was probably one of the most. But the other one is this guy, Mike. And I actually have a chance to thank Mike. Just thinking out loud, maybe I will send him this podcast. I haven't talked to him in a long time. But Mike, if you're listening in, Thanks. So Mike Mike completely changed my perspective and he taught me how to see 
value in people and also how to realize that everybody's paying attention and everybody is worthy of not only your respect, but, but also to realize that they are watching all the time and whatever you, everything that you do matters. And it's funny because a lot of times it seems like nobody's paying attention. It doesn't matter. And, uh, Mike taught me this very nuanced, complicated thing that has affected my in course of my entire career. Uh, it's made me able to uh, work with kids a lot and not only work with kids, but learn so much from them. And this has gone out to everybody to, to, to say, Hey, whatever you're doing, people are paying attention. And he taught me this when I was four years old. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And he was nine, I think. Maybe not even that old. And how did, how did Mike teach me this? Well, I was a little kid and I was, I was hard to be around because I was a little kid. And for example, there was a, this, this girl in the neighborhood who had this, this, well, we had this thing. It was like a, a proto attraction. It wasn't even this. It's just whenever we saw each other, we'd fly into a rage and like run at each other. Um, and like, if we're, you know, if she had a little baby cart, I would grab the stroller and we like ram it at each other. And like, this was, I don't know what this was. And we're still Facebook friends today. And uh, she's married and has two kids and everything like that. And and we're on, you know, good terms now. We don't we don't go and try to destroy each other. So so I was difficult to be around. Um, another case is, I was. Uh, well, actually, we'll tell you the story of the rose some other time because that, that's a whole episode on, on itself. But I could be a stinker sometimes. So understandably, the, the and, and then the other kids in the neighborhood were stinkers too. You know, we're a bunch of little stinkers. And, and they were always, you know, I don't know, just giving me a hard time. So I always thought that older kids were trouble and you just had to watch them. And, and the experience usually left one uh, displeased. Well, Mike would come around every once in a while, and he was much older than me, you know, a nine-year-old, and I was four or five, and Mike was always nice to me, and he would, you know, we'd play together, and he would, he would, you know, gently chase me around the car, and then I'd chase him around the car, and he could have just, you know, he was so much taller, he could have just zipped around and, you know, tag, gotcha, game over, but, but he didn't. And he knew that he could, and I knew that he could, and we both knew this, and he didn't. This happened maybe tw two or three times. And I just thought Mike was the coolest, nicest guy. And in the back of my little four-year-old mind, something changed. I'm like, okay, you could, this is what, this was an admirable person looks like. Now, I didn't even know the word admirable at the time, right? I wasn't articulating this clearly, but it stayed with me for a long time. This is, this is, what, a, this is what a good guy does. So then when I grew up, I was always made a point to sort of pay it forward and be nice to the little kids, you know, always, you know, biting around the ankles, right? And, and then a, a funny thing happened is you realize that they, they really have a lot of cool ideas and a lot of wisdom. And I started teaching guitar. I learned so much from my so-called students you know, we should have switched chairs. That's the joke. You know, I should have gotten the student chair and they should have gotten the teacher chair. And not always like, you know, hey, this is how to play a new chord or something, but just about life and how they deal with things and just 
the interaction and just watching them and listening to them and realizing that people are always paying attention and something is always going on in there. Even if they're four years old, they're formulating ideas about the world, especially when they're four years old. So I think an answer to that question, Mike has been one of the most influential people I've met. And I probably hung out with him for less than an hour. So Mike, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm going to try to get through this. Hopefully you like it. Now, it's a cool question to ponder. Let me know who your most influential person has been. Now, America, you ready to take some deep breaths? First off, if you're drinking some tea, have a sip of tea. Ah, yes. Now, that is nice. All right. So let's sit back, relax. I was going to say put it all on a shelf, but that's dealing with your thoughts, right? Just let your thoughts be there like cars rolling down the street. I saw great examples. You don't try to go out into traffic and try to stop it or control it. You just observe it. It's there. You're here. And let's let those eyes fully close. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. And let's do our four, two, four breath five times. Here we go. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. A little bit deeper now. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three. Last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Ah, good job. Wiggle your toes a little bit. Roll your shoulders a little bit. Gently open your eyes. Have another sip of tea. And from Indian Head, it's Saturday night. See you tomorrow. Good night.